there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So hello, hello again, everybody. I get more excited every single one of these we do. It is in the beginning, you guys know I'm super transparent. In the beginning, I was very nervous. You know, I'm not the most socially inclined, to put it nicely. So very nervous about meeting all these people, but it absolutely wonderful experience. Um, it, it's hard to describe in terms of how much I feel fulfilled in terms of connecting with these people. So anyway, with that in mind, today's guest, another incredible woman. I loved her story. So much strength, so much fire when I spoke with her. So I just knew I had to have her on. So with that, Lauren, thank you very much for being on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And it's it's fun to be on these and it's also... I can confirm it is very nerve wracking to kind of go through the whole process. But yeah, I'm excited to be here. Good. Yay. We're excited to have you. So I like to start my episodes with as little background information as possible. I like the guests to share how much they would like. So with that, I would love to jump right into your story. All right. So my story, it kind of starts... Um, about five, six years ago, something like that. But it truly starts literally when I was born because, okay, so I was born with birthmarks, had them um, off through surgery and multiple different things by the time I was about six. So I grew up with a lot of facial scars and Seeing that in the mirror as a little girl growing up is really hard. And I didn't really quite get how hard. So fast forward through, you know, childhood, all the school, everything. And I found myself in um, probably my mid-20s or so. And, you know, I had uh, graduated college and I was just in a job where I wasn't really happy. And mm. I was going through... Uh, some I was going through some other issues and I was just kind of in a dark place and I didn't really understand how dark or where I was. I was just kind of in it, right? Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. And so I found myself and I grew up a very happy kid. Mm-hmm. And so I had just gotten done working out one morning. I was sit- standing in my kitchen eating breakfast before I went to work. I worked from home before it was cool to do so. <laughs> and I I sat there and I thought, why am I so angry still? It is early in the morning. I like I have all these endorphins from working out. What is it going on? And so I thought, I have got to get all this stuff out of my head. So I seriously went mm-hmm. upstairs and just started, I pulled out a probably 10-year-old spiral notebook, just started writing everything. And around that same time, I had said, okay this is not where I'm happy. What do I want to do with my life? I don't care how crazy it sounds. And I came up with about six or seven things, I think. Two of those that I ended up with were a personal chef and a professional speaker. So I took those to my mother, who is my, my optimist. And 
She's also a realist. And she said, here mm-hmm. are the roadblocks I see. We got rid of the personal chef really quick because I didn't really want to deal with all the certifications and everything that come with that. And she said, I mm-hmm. think you have a really great message to be a professional speaker. And she said, I think you should go for that. She goes, you need to do a lot of work to get yourself where you need to be, develop your message and all those things. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can do that. I'm getting ready to do this and talk about myself and my life. How hard can that be? So I started doing a lot of things. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to help more of women, mostly because I am a girl and I know how that feels, but really anybody learn to get past their outer image, build up that inner confidence. Because when you build up the inner confidence, the outside image kind of takes care of itself. You just kind of don't care about that as much and you carry yourself with more confidence. Mm -hmm. The outer matching the inner. Yeah. And as I took that journey, I realized A, how small image was as a part of just regular mindset. And honestly, as I did all the work myself, I realized how much mindset can really just change your life. And I've been working on that ever since. And Mm -hmm. I started to, I started to naturally just use all sorts of different tools, figure things out for myself. And as I was starting to write this book that my mother told me I needed to Mm -hmm. write, Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand why I couldn't get past chapter three. It's a a book about me, right? And I, I met with somebody and she said, this, the book that needs to be written writes itself. I thought, huh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I went home, redid my entire outline and thought to myself, okay, what do I need to tell people? What do I need people to learn? And so I thought, how can I, how can I write a book that incorporates everything that I went through as a kid, but also incorporates it as everything that all the tools I've used, all the things that I've learned how to do. So I ended up writing a book. It's called Go With Your Gut and Then Keep Going. And it ended up being a, here's all the tools that I use. Here's all the ways that I did this. And here's how you incorporate this into your own life. So I got that going. Meanwhile, I thought, okay, I'm going to, teach the things in this book and kind of all the other things that I struggle with on a daily basis, which me like anybody else is a lot. Oh, still to this day, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, how can I bring this to people, help them with their daily skills, help them to work through their struggles and learn to, my tagline, learn to go with your gut and leave out, get past whatever you want to call it, outside things where people are trying to fit you in a box, tell you what to do. What does that oh, gut say that you so should? That's so hard. That's so it hard. Is super hard. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so here we are. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Like, so much that I want to ask. I'm going to <laughs> take it slowly though. So yeah. first of all, when when you were writing this book and you had gotten to that point where you're like, 
you got the advice in terms of the book writing itself. What was the change in sort of the direction from where you were going originally to sort of where you ended up? So originally it was, okay, I'm going to start at childhood and kind of explain who I was, what was going on. And then like, honestly, just go through my life to where I was and say, here's where I came from. All of you can do these things too. This is who I am. Here's how things happen for me. Mm -hmm. And when I had that conversation, something happened and she said something very specific. And she noticed that I was very concerned with telling other people's stories because like anybody else, there's a lot of people around me when I grew up who influenced, you know, the things I did, where I went, all of that. Oh, of course. Yeah. I sat there thinking, I was so in my head thinking, you know, I'm telling all these other people's stories for them. Are they going to get mad? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I am a recovering people pleaser. (gasps) Yes. Recovering. Me too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Work on it every single day. But I figured out that I said, okay, yes, other people have this story and other people are a part of it. But that doesn't mean that it's not still mine. And even if they did experience it in maybe a different way or something else, they remember it however they remember it. I'm telling this from how I experienced it. And so once I got past that and said, okay, even if this isn't going to be what I originally intended it, we're using that information and putting it into what I wanted to talk about, I thought, okay, what do I need people to know right now? My goal is to teach them how to do what they want to do and to not necessarily conform to, you need to do this. This is where you're going to be you know, the most successful. I think you should do this. Why don't you do that? Because everybody you know, your family, your friends, your teachers, your coworkers, boss, everybody tries to tell you that. And honestly, that little nagging voice in your head likes to tell you all the, the ways that you shouldn't make big moves, the way things you shouldn't just go for it when you know what you want. It's just that fear thing inside that says, What's going to happen if this doesn't work out? And I can't tell you how many times I heard that in my head writing this book. Because y'all, I am not an author. Well, I am an author. I'm not a writer. I do not have a background in writing. But I'm like, okay, I'm. it doesn't take four years or whatever in a degree to write my story. So let's write it how I want to write it. And honestly, I pulled up a whole bunch of YouTube videos and said, how do I do this? Where do I go next? And I just figured it out. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, take it by the day, get that next step. 
those small steps will get you to the bigger picture. So breaking it down, breaking it down into manageable chunks instead of looking at it from that big, huge macro perspective. Wow. So getting over that fear. Okay. Number one, the dogma, first and foremost, the dogma from everybody that you're exactly what you're describing, all of your friends and family, everybody who's kind of like, well, maybe you should do X, Y, and Z. Number one, and then getting over that. And then the fear of your by yourself. Those are two huge hurdles in terms of getting to that the place where you are now, where you're like, this is what I'm going to do. How were you able to sort of convince yourself to number one, turn down all that dogma and number two, turn down your own voice, which it's not even like, oh, it's saying like, oh, you're a terrible person. You'll never make it. It's just like, well, I mean, you're not really a writer. It's not, it's insidious in that it will say things that are true and that will really make you be like, hmm, how did you turn those things down basically? A few different things that I had to really honestly combine all together. First started with that journaling piece because we have all of these voices and things in our head. And for me, I thought, you know, those voices were loud because it also, those voices came from the people that I wanted respect from, that I wanted Uh, Mm -hmm. I wanted them to tell me how good I was doing. I wanted them to tell me that they were okay with where I was going, who I was becoming. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I had no idea about that at first. And so I was getting angry at them and it was holding me back because I was thinking, I want them to come out and be like, Lauren, you're good. I I love what you're doing. This is fantastic. And I wasn't getting that. And so I was terrified that... I was going to, I don't know, make them mad, uh, lose approval that honestly I didn't have, nor did I need. Mm, so, oh man, so many layers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I started writing it down. And by that, first, let me say that it is scientifically proven that if you write things down, your brain processes it faster, better, something like that. It is scientifically proven though. Mm-hmm. I wrote everything down and it helped me to realize that A, I was making 90% of the things up in my head that were holding me back. And I realized I was waiting for approval from people that whether they were going to give it to me or not, I was waiting for it. And yes. I'm oh God, I'm such yeah. that people pleaser that I want everybody I wanted everybody to be happy with me. And between the journaling to figure out and to actually dig those things up to figure out that those were in my head and holding me back, I also mm-hmm. found two or three podcasts that um honestly just spoke life into me, that spoke encouragement into me. And that that helped me uh, develop my own mindset into thinking, you are your own person. You came to do something that is only yours to do, nobody else's. And Mm -hmm. they don't have to be okay with that. And probably the hardest thing as a people pleaser was 
learning to be okay with people not approving of what I was doing, with them not giving me that verbal approval. Yep. Yep. That came with, honestly, just the more I started doing the things that gave me energy and gave me fire, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, why would I not do this? This is, these are the things that I love to do that I'm, I'm passionate about and they don't have to be passionate about it. They don't have to like it, but I didn't go through all this crap for nothing. Like let's, let's use it. Let's do the things that I want to do. And the more I became confident in all of that, and I saw how it, it changed me, it changed how I did things. The more I saw all of that, I thought, and also with the podcast, they're just like, you, not everybody is going to like you. And if you're going to, if you're going to get where you want to get, if you're going to do big things, you're going to have to be okay with not everybody giving you approval, with the criticism, with you doing things that are going to make other people mad. But everybody has their own agenda. So sometimes it's a, I'm going to do this because this is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. So honestly, all of those things together and a lot of consistency and Reminding myself of those things on a daily basis because it's not just a one and done thing. And I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm here. No. <laughs> no, you need more than that. What are, what are your daily, I guess your daily go-to tools that you kind of go to to kind of keep yourself in that, keep yourself focused? Because I know it's a daily thing. It's like you always, it's not like a I'm here and I'm fixed. It's a, you're constantly sort of keeping yourself in that place. How, how do you do it? What are your kind of go-to tools? My morning routine is crucial. And am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. I get up, so I have to have some quiet time in the morning. I am a morning person. Some people do it at night, whatever your jam is. I have to get up early in the morning I try my best every morning to go get a little bit of a workout and to get those endorphins going and mm-hmm. just get myself feeling better. And after that, I finish up until it's time for me to go get ready for the day. And honestly, I sit in silence and I just hang out in my own head and just kind of think about what I want my day to be. And use that as intention to say, okay, instead of stumbling through my day, this is how I want this to go. And using that as kind of intention to help yourself expect your day to go better instead of just going into it like, well, this is going to suck. I'm not excited about this, but saying, is this going to be hard? Yeah. Am I nervous about this? Yeah, but that's okay. That means if if I'm doing hard things, if I'm doing things that make me nervous, if I'm doing, you know, if my schedule is full, that's fine. That means I'm making progress. I'm doing things that is taking care of myself. I'm doing what I need to do. And my way to work, I used to listen 
to uh, just the radio, to some radio hosts mm-hmm. that I love and they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to a devotional now. I listen to Joel Osteen, which everybody should probably know mm-hmm. him. But, um, <laughs> you know, I figured out, I um, I bought a book of his off of, I don't know, somewhere. And I was like, oh, that relates to exactly mm-hmm. what I want to do right now. And then I found his podcast. And seriously, every single morning when I listen to that podcast on the way to work, it is exactly what I need to hear to give me that little boost of, you got this, Lauren. And some part of it every day is like, I honestly, that that's how God talks to me. And I mm-hmm. didn't realize it until probably a month ago. And I was just kind of like, okay, you know, this is great. And then every day I was like, that relates exactly to what I need to hear right now. So that is my morning. And then I always, um, probably about five to 10 minutes journal, you know, whatever is on my head, on my head, whatever's in my mind. Um, I find a win from the past 24 hours. I don't care how big it is. Find a win because you have one. However, I want my day to go. And then I write that out and it doesn't have to be big things. And then end it with one or two things that I'm grateful for, whether that be some big thing that happened or, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for my supportive whoever, or the fact that, you know, I got, I have a job, even if it's not something you love. A lot of people don't have one. And sometimes I think we take that for granted or whatever you have going, your opportunities that you have going, um, whatever you can find to be grateful for, because when you can put your mind in that little space and start your day off with that, you'd be shocked at how much better it goes rather than just going in and saying, well, okay, we'll see what happens today. But going into it with intention. And then I find something in the middle of my day that even if it's 20 minutes, find something that you love to do that gives you some sort of energy, whether that be, you know, listening to a podcast, listening to some of your favorite songs, going for a walk or whatever it is. Find something that rejuvenates you, clears your mind and gives you energy so that you can make it through the second half of your day and you'll be a lot better. Oh my God, that was like a whole cheat sheet. That's amazing. (laughs) You gave us all the answers. That is incredible. Okay, so starting your day with gratitude, with intention, and with, you know, proactively expecting the best instead of, you know, having a uh, slogging through the day. So your mindset, it really sets the whole tone, really, truly. Oh my God, you gave such so many good. I'm literally like, "Hmm." I do meditate and I do, I use the journal and I love to, I just love the act of putting your thoughts on paper. And I truly believe that exactly how you said, when you put your thoughts on paper, you, it it somehow becomes clearer or more concrete, like writing down a goal or something. It's like, oh, this was, you know, now it's real. Now it's, I'm actually going to do it. So First of all, I love your resiliency. I love your attitude. I really do. I think that you have such a strong 
energy. I, and I, I know that's going to come through. No, you really do. You really have such a strong energy. And I think it's so inspiring. I really appreciate it, Lauren. Thank you so much. So before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to share or leave with the audience? The one thing that I would tell everybody is there will always be seasons in your life that are hard. There will always be part of a season, no matter what you're going through, that is hard. And learning to, I mean, I've already said it, learning to go with what that gut instinct tells you and not let people conform you to what they want you to be and go with your gut and do what it is you know that you want to do, no matter how stupid you think it sounds, feels, looks, all the things. Because if you can look out for yourself and what what you want to do, what gives you that energy, what makes you light up inside, if you can find those things to do, even if you get all the criticism, you're going to go much further and be so much happier than if you let them put you in a box. So please learn to go with your gut and then don't stop. Keep going. Oh my God. I love <laughs> I love that book title too. I love the title. I love the go with your gut. I love the 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 trusting yourself. I love everything that you've talked about. You truly have a really well communicated the things that like the distilled concepts that you sort of live through in your life and how that is informing your life today and how it's helping so many people. I I feel inspired, okay? I am like, man, I'm going to go do this when I get off this call. Like, I'm so like, <laughs> I'm like, that is right. It's so hard as a people, as a also a former people pleaser, as somebody who also has those really negative self-talk thought cycles and I try to root it or you know, you try to base it in reality. That's why I said that's why it's so insidious because you're like, well, I mean, the truth is you are this. And the, and it's like, no, that's not the truth. You cannot like get into this set of like, this is who I am and that's it. it it's a limiting belief. It's not, yeah. it's not doing you any favor. So I mean, like I'm trying, I'm just so excited. <laughs> There's so much that I'm like, oh my God, Lauren, yes. Well, I, Lauren, I cannot express enough how much I love having you on, how much I love speaking with you. You are an inspiration in so many ways. For everybody, please, I'm sure Lauren's going to send me the link to her book. So please look at that in that show description. Check out her book. Check out her stuff. You guys will not regret it. And with that, just a friendly reminder, you guys know, I love each and every one of you. And please do not forget to bloom where you are planted. <laughs>